Hey there, thanks for tuning in. My name's Kara, and you're listening to Demystifying Careers, a podcast where we talk to real people about who they are, what they do, and how they got to where they are today. For today's episode, we have Melissa DeLeon, a personal and fashion stylist and entrepreneur. Melissa talks with us all about how she's carved out a career for herself in the fashion industry, while also explaining that working in the fashion industry isn't reserved only for those living in cities like New York or Paris. During our conversation, Melissa shares with us great advice on building your own business, what skills you need to be a personal and fashion stylist, and what has surprised her about the industry. But enough of my introduction, here's Melissa explaining what she does in her own words. Enjoy the podcast! So my name is Melissa DeLeon. I am a personal and fashion stylist. I work with either personal styling clients or brands for commercial styling. So I help the individual as well as the brands kind of figure out how to define and curate their own personal style or business style. How did you get into that role and what first inspired you and got you interested in fashion? I've always been interested in fashion. And I knew that I wanted to be in the fashion industry, but I didn't know what role I wanted to play. So in high school, when I was going into college, I really sought out fashion design. So I went into college thinking that I was going to be a fashion designer. And that is what I majored in and studied. My official title was fashion merchandising and design with a design concentration. So that just meant I learned more about the design and the construction of garments and how they're made. And within my program there at my college, I studied abroad in Paris, um, which was an amazing opportunity. And for anybody that knows anything about fashion, that is the fashion capital of the world. So it's the primetime place to learn about fashion and be exposed to the industry. And so on that trip, it was just the exposure of you know all the people I got to meet and the experiences I got to have that it just broadened my view of what the fashion industry entails it's massive so I came home and almost rethought like okay is this really what I want to do I don't really know if design is where I'm being led and if that's really my forte within the industry So I started talking to friends and family and getting input and everyone just said, you know, you're the girl we call or text whenever we're going out on our first date or needing to dress for an interview or, you know, have some sort of important meeting that we need to dress for. You're always the person we call upon. And I was like, okay, so that's a stylist. And being from Raleigh, North Carolina, that's unheard of here. Um, That's something that within, you know, in LA or New York, you know what a stylist is, but anybody that lives here thinks that it's just unneeded and unnecessary. So I started down that path, started researching a little bit more. In college, I was very interested in like the effect and psychology of fashion. So I did my own little research on psychology and fashion and how that relates together. There was a class we took about fashion psychology So that impacted my decision even more to become a stylist because what you wear definitely affects your mood. Your personality is defined by it. It's part of your image. It's what you're showcasing and expressing to the world without having to use language. So I was like, okay, this has to be it. I I have to be a stylist. And I went to my student advisor and just said, do I need to switch 
majors? <laughs> like, is this where I'm supposed to be? And she said, no, this is the perfect place. You know, in order to know how clothes look on the body, it's great to know how they're made. So fashion design's a great place for you to start. So that's how I got interested and introduced to styling. And I've been a stylist for the past five years here in Raleigh. So it's been a wild ride, but it's been fun. <laughs> that's amazing. And the Paris trip sounds really cool and such a neat introduction to the fashion world, kind of throwing you straight in there. Yeah. Yes, definitely threw me in. <laughs> I want to go there for the chocolate croissants. There you go. Yes, you have to get a chocolate croissant. Yeah, I had lots of croissants. <laughs> Lots of bread, lots of pasta. <laughs> well, and I also loved how you mentioned, you know, I think when I think of fashion and a lot of people, because of pop culture, you think of Paris, LA, New York, all those really big cities. You don't think as much of like North Carolina or all the other places in the world where fashion is touching. You're not associating it with those fashion careers. So it's so exciting to hear that you've been able to understand that fashion can be in those spaces and you've carved out a career for yourself there. The majority of people think that they aren't affected by fashion or they have no relation to fashion, but <laughs> we would all be naked <laughs> if we didn't have clothing. I saw like, okay, well, every woman needs help knowing how to get dressed. So it made sense for me to try it out here and see how it went. And I, I like the psychology thing that you brought in too, because I think when you're wearing clothes, you're dressing yourself, it's not just fabric on your body. It's an expression of who you are and your personality. It can affect how you feel about yourself, how you see yourself. And that's such an important thing. And it also made me think, I don't know if you're, you're going to like this association, but uh, the Devil Wears Prada, that scene where Meryl Streep's character is talking to the intern um, and Anne Hathaway's character. And it's like, oh, fashion touches everything. You think you're not a part of it, but you are. And Yes. monologue. I love that part. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that movie because even though she's a little harsh about it and mean about it, it's true. You know, talking to people that maybe don't have fashion knowledge or don't feel like they have fashion knowledge, you know, we see this as this almost glorified, mystical, untouchable industry when it's like, well, we're all wearing it. So it's, it has to be real for us. So I love that part. And it's definitely my favorite quote of hers. My next question is kind of twofold. It's, you know, what does your day-to-day -day look like? But also, are you working at a firm right now? Do you have your own business? Like, how does that actually work where you're working with the clients? So I do have my own business. I started my business about five years ago. And it's funny because I get this question a lot. And my day looks different every day. <laughs> I think the only thing that is the same is that I wake up and I drink a big cup of coffee, sometimes two, and I check emails. What I love to do is have my Monday to myself where I can be in my office and answer a million emails, touch base with my assistant, um, touch base with any photographers or models or hairstylists or makeup artists that I'm, you know, in contact with. And so a lot of times I'm spending, I feel like almost the majority of my time or even half my time divided by working on the computer and sending out emails and talking to people on the phone and then actually seeing clients face to face and working with them face to face. So yeah, my days look different. Some days I'm out shopping for a client and that now looks different too with COVID being what it is. Sometimes it's just me on my computer again, shopping online. 
And sometimes I'm meeting with photographers and discussing ideas for photo shoots for different collections, for different business clients that I have. Sometimes it's drawing out mood boards and figuring out, okay, we're creating or styling the set for this company. This is what who their target market is. This is what their budget is. These are the pieces that we're taking photographs of. So we need to figure out how to combine it all and turn it into this grand vision for them. So it's very artistic. It's very, you have to kind of go with the flow and be flexible. And then it's a lot of planning um, and a lot of strategizing with other people and managing a lot of other people outside of yourself, which can sometimes be difficult in the creative field. It's not so free all the time. There has to be some structure. So it's a little bit of everything every day. That sounds exciting though. Like you said, it's a new adventure every day. And I also love that you brought in this idea of you have the creative side of your job, but you also have that business side. Um, And I'm sure that's even more so because you're an entrepreneur. But I do think in most creative careers, people don't always think about it's not always just creativity and brainstorming and all that. You have to be able to communicate and plan things, organize your schedule and others. That's really important. Yes. And I used to be that way. I always felt more when I look back, I think that I was more the creative that was more free and now starting my own business and being an entrepreneur, you have to have structure. And now I go crazy if I don't have it. So you, yes, you definitely need equal parts. I'm so curious, you know, starting a business is such an endeavor and especially if you don't know a lot of people who've done that role before, you know, like you were mentioning, there's not a ton of people doing what you're doing in North Carolina. How did you go about those first few steps and finding clients and building up your portfolio and your business? Well, first of all, I'll say the first two years were probably the hardest two years of my business, as it is with any business, but because of the education piece, I felt as though every single person I came into contact with who was curious or interested in what I did had absolutely no idea what I did or understood what I did. And most of the times when you say, I'm a stylist, people go, oh, you're a hairstylist. You know, when can I book my, you know, haircut? So you have to explain it. And at first, being here in North Carolina and having to explain like, yes, this is a real thing. It's necessary to your life. It's benefiting your life and it's affordable. It's not something that only the celebrities can afford. People like us can afford a a stylist thank God for social media. And that's a free marketing tool to be able to market yourself and reach so many different people. And so that I would say Instagram was really what instigated my meetings with other creatives and being collaborative. And fortunately for me, I knew a lot of photographers already. Several of my friends growing up had become wedding photographers So I actually got my foot in the door by a friend who I grew up with who asked if I wouldn't mind styling engagement photos because she said I get this question all the time about whether or not, you know, I know what the client should wear for the engagement photos. And she's like, that's not my expertise. And even though I know some things and what looks good aesthetically, 
She's like, I don't know everything and I don't have necessarily the time to devote to making them a mood board of what to wear when I'm also photographing them. I'm, I'm getting paid to use my expertise as a photographer and not as a stylist. And then as word grew, people were like, wait, you know, I don't only see it in engagement photos, but I see it, you know, my closet's a wreck. You know, maybe I need to purge through my closet. Maybe this girl can help me. So it kind of started about that way. And then there's the harder <laughs> of reaching out to people that you don't know on social media, which seems almost sketchy at times, but it's like, wait, this is, this is 2020 now. This is what we do. This is how we communicate with people. So I think part of my business started from that dear friend asking me to be involved and share my expertise with something that was truly needed. And then the other half was me reaching out or even being sought out by other creatives in social media saying, hey, like I've seen your work or you have great style. Um, I'd love to work with you. Maybe we can do a photo shoot together. Um, and that's how I've met some of my best friends is from those first, you know, Instagram DMs that have now led to so many partnerships and so many collaborative projects. So I highly recommend to anyone that's interested in being a stylist or a photographer, anything in the creative field, a makeup artist, a hairstylist, to reach out to people locally because there's so much local talent. And when you come together, you know, you're able to feed off each other and you're able to broaden their horizons and help them understand a little bit more about your industry and be able to introduce them to people that maybe are already following you. So that's how I got started. And that's essentially how I think building a portfolio needs to begin. It's <laughs> just by reaching out to people close to you. I feel like such an old person listening to you and getting so excited. And I'm like, oh, wow, social media is so cool. It's the future. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, wow, you can reach out to people and meet. And it's so neat because I think, you know, a few decades ago, if you wanted to do what you're doing now, it would be so difficult to get your name out there and be able to show your vision and your work. But now you literally just can set up an Instagram account. And now you have this beautiful kind of vision board of sorts that shows your past work. And I also love the, the fact that you mentioned reaching out to people in your network already, because I feel like we all know a photographer out there, um, someone who maybe is into modeling or, you know, is getting married or graduating and ways that you can get your name out there just by doing work, even if it's free at the beginning or discounted, just so that you can build up that portfolio again. Yes. And free work, I would say is hard, but you have to do it. It's just part of what you need to do and it helps connect you to so many people and gives you exposure. Making those connections, it leads you places and exposes you to so many different things, which is really helpful when you're in the creative industry. What type of platforms do you have out there to get your name and brand to the world? So I have a newsletter that goes out occasionally to clients um, or people that sign up for my newsletter. I have a YouTube channel, so occasionally I'll upload a video of, you know, a helpful styling tip or some of my processes, um, but mostly it's Instagram. The majority of my clients find me via Instagram or they find me just from typing in personal stylist into Google <laughs> and I pop up. 
I personally love being able to meet people face-to-face, going to those little, you know, entrepreneur meetups or random little classes. Those are also really helpful. There's so many different places and social groups on Facebook that you can find that you can be involved in and immediately be clumped into a group of individuals that are like-minded and that can also refer you and use you as a referral network to all their clients, especially when it relates. Like my best friend is a makeup artist. So we're constantly referring our clients to each other. Um, which is so helpful because it goes hand in hand. Would you say if you've met or know of a lot of other fashion stylists out there, are they in a similar boat as you where they're entrepreneurs or are there larger companies that hire stylists? So there are a few independent stylists in the area. There's also stylists that work for businesses such as like Nordstrom typically has a stylist, a personal stylist on staff um, that meets with clients and books them and, you know, pulls clothing just from Nordstrom. For me, I started as a personal stylist in a retail um, store and I just didn't want to feel limited to only selling to number one, one type of customer, but also only selling from one brand. I wanted to be able to work with anyone. That's something too, if someone out there is interested in becoming a stylist, you know, thinking about, you know, do you want all of your clients to have kind of the same style, the same budget? Um, That's why there's different brands that are in existence. You know, they hit a certain criteria. They all have each a target market. So if you're okay working with one particular type of person who likes one particular style or one particular brand, you know, maybe look into being a stylist at a retailer. Or if you want to just have a complete variety like I did, you can become an independent stylist. So I think you've already touched on this a little bit, but I'm curious for people who would be interested in going down the same route, are there specific, you know, education requirements or certifications they should look into? Or is it something where it's better just to go out there, try and learn after experimenting? I would say both. No, there's not technically a certification. Obviously, it's more than just being a lover of fashion. You have to know there's so much knowledge behind it. Um, However, I highly suggest studying, whether it be a major or even if you're out of college, um, maybe going back to school or looking at local classes. Um, about fashion design or fashion merchandising. Um, business is also a great um, you know, thing to study just because if you want to go be an independent stylist like me, then you're going to have to know how to run a business, um, which there's business courses everywhere. I personally felt so lost and had no idea where to go, what to price myself at, especially since I was not in the big cities. Um, so we researched a place called School of Style. I think they're based in LA and it's taught by two stylists in the industry. One who teaches fashion styling. So that's dealing with celebrity styling or commercials, um, editorials, so working for magazines, anything like print or digital ads, that's all commercial and fashion styling. And then there's another that teaches personal styling, which deals with the individual. So I took that course and it was online. uh, And I highly recommend that too. It just gave you so much knowledge and 
kind of gave me a basis of where to start since I had no idea where to price myself at or what paperwork I needed to be drawing up, you know, all that legal, all those legal documents that, you know, we need to have as a business. So technically I'm certified within School of Style, but you do not need a certification. Maybe you can figure it out on your own, or maybe you have somebody that you know that is a fashion consultant or stylist, but um, I needed that help in that direction. For me personally, the experience that you need to be a stylist is to work in retail or in a food service of some sort because it's hard <laughs> and you're on your feet, you're having to think on your feet, and most of all, you're coming into contact with all people. That to me is even more important than, you know, going and finding some certification. And there's definitely, there's fashion schools that you can attend and that are wonderful and will teach you so many things. But I think experiencing the consumer and how to talk to the consumer and see how clothing fits on the consumer is the biggest certification that you can get. I, I love that last piece of advice because I completely agree. My mom's always said like, everyone should work as an, as a waitress or in retail at some point in their life. And I worked at Disney world in retail right after college. And it was an experience. Yeah. <laughs> it was like you said, very humbling, but also you just come into contact with so many people outside of your normal bubble and yeah. you're thrown into so many situations where you have to think on your feet and interact and communicate. And it's all those skills that you're not always going to learn in the classroom but I imagine in really any job, it's going to be helpful, but especially what you're doing where you're working with such variety of people and every day looks so different. My next question, I would love to hear a little bit about the pros and cons of your job. And if there's anything that has surprised you about what you're doing. Pros, I would say, at least personally, I love what I do. It's enjoyable. I get to meet so many different people. Uh, I get asked, you know, who's your target market? or you know, what does your client look like? And I say, it looks like, I mean, there's no definition. It's anybody, um, which is so enjoyable for, enjoyable for me. You know, if you're a people person, you get to meet people <laughs> and you get to work with them and learn about them and understand their body type and all sorts of things. Um, learn their budget because everything is different with every single client that you come into contact with. And it same goes for businesses. If you decide to be a fashion stylist you're working with a business which, you know, this business wouldn't have been brought about if it wasn't different than everything else that's out there. You know, no business is the same, just like no individual is the same. So you get to meet people. Um, you know, it's very, for me, it's very rewarding, even though it's been the hardest journey that I've ever had in my life, starting a business, it's hard, but it's so rewarding to be able to know that you're making people feel better about themselves and feel like they can live in clothing that otherwise seemed kind of mystical and far out reaching, you know, to them. It's also well-paying. You're able to support yourself. Cons, I would probably have to say it kind of goes into your question about what have you been most surprised about? And that would be what we've already kind of hit on is that people don't understand what you do. That changes based on where you are in the U.S. or in the world. Some people know immediately when you say stylist and others have absolutely no clue. But to me, I see that opportunity as being a way to introduce something to someone 
that they really will need and will benefit their life. So I think that the con is a little two-sided. You know, you're going to be explaining yourself a lot, <laughs> but it also gives you the opportunity to change their life. It must be so rewarding when you see that you've empowered somebody and made them feel better. That's really neat. It's very powerful. And I think nowadays <laughs> we all need that a little bit um, to be an individual and fashion is just a tool that we can use to be individual. Um, but a lot of people just don't know how to use the tool. It's sitting there in the shed, <laughs> but they're like, how do I do this? So it's helpful to have that person come in and teach them. Um, that's what is so rewarding about my job. This also explains why you are so phenomenal at explaining what you do, because I'm sure you've had to do this so many times to people. <laughs> it's like you're a pro, Melissa. What? <laughs> about right <laughs> I can't believe it <laughs> my last question for you is just for people who are listening to this and might want to again be a fashion stylist um, similar to you what advice would you give them I think mostly it's just to experiment and to explore um, there's a renowned stylist named Lucinda Chambers, and she um, has a quote that says, educate your eyes, expose yourself, everything is information. And I love that quote because it's so true for stylists. And I think maybe a con is that we get a bad rap that all we do is we care about fashion and we care about these superficial things. But the reality is, is that we're helping build an image. We're helping build an identity. We're helping put a name to someone, um, again, without even having them speak. We're giving them identity. And so for our work, there's so much that you need to know. And there's so much information that, you know, is pouring into you and that you need to be soaking in. So exposing yourself to different people that are different than you, I think is so important and so crucial because again, you're going to be working with people that are completely different than you. You need to be able to travel. You need to be able to look at color. You need to be able to get inspiration from books or magazines or, you know, nature or whatever it might be. So I think educating, letting the world be your teacher is really what I always suggest for people because you never know where you'll get inspiration from and when you have someone that is so complex sitting in front of you asking you to define their style that's like telling me to define their identity and we're so much more in depth than you know those little quizzes that you take in the back of Cosmo that's like you know how would you define your style are you this 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 or this and it's like well I'm much more than those things you have to be able to grab it more than just a word or more than just one color or you need to be able to build upon it so that would be the advice that I give is to just live and learn honestly soak it all in like a sponge so what you're saying is i'm not just sporty or chic like Cosmo. <laughs> i'm not just completely you defined by that one word you don't need to be defined just by that one word <laughs> i think that we're all more complex than just that yeah oh I, I like that i also i remember watching a video i think it was anna wintour who was saying something very similar where it was just consume everything because you never know where the connections will be made or what you know weird food out there that you tried one time could be applied to this other situation one day you just never know so just continue to consume as much 
media and travel and experiences as possible. Those are my questions, Melissa. Thank you so much. I really loved hearing about your job and your passion. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information on the guest and what was discussed, check out the information in the podcast description box. And to hear more, feel free to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating so others can find demystifying careers too. Thanks again and see you next time.